Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ignorance Is This, a podcast all about a different way of experiencing cinema with little to no knowledge about it beforehand. My name is Skirt McCartan, and like a good neighbour, Oliver Deer is there. Hello, it's me, Oliver. <laughs> How are you doing today? Um, not not too great actually, and and it, this stems off the um the like a good neighbour Oliver Deer is there comment, Ollie. Oh. Because I'm not, I'm not a good neighbour. I'm not here. Well, you are. You're not here. We're on a call once again. Mm. Uh, the lag is definitely there, and um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of bad neighbours. Movie starring Zac Efron and Seth Rogen. I woke up this morning to um, police sirens and police cars literally um, rampaging. Hey, little. Little team bit there, uh, down. Yeah, T- title of the episode. Great. Uh, down the door of my neighbor's house. <laughs> so how about that? Holy crap! Yeah. Is this the neighbors who are constantly causing your audio issues <laughs> when in the background you just have to stop for a second because they're shouting? Yes. Yep. They are. They are very sweary, and um, I think they all might be going to prison. <laughs> Oh my good lord! Yeah, so there's that. Um, that's that's Skirt McCartan's life update. How's Oliver Deer's life update? Um, Oliver Deer' life update is going okay. He's a very busy mm-hmm. lad with a lot of things to do. Um, cu- yes. currently currently working on a sketch comedy show, working as the um the director and editor of that. Um, do you have a nice high chair? That you uh, sit on? I don't, but I do wear a cap on set because <laughs> all directors should wear a cap. Just you should just dye your hair orange and just go full Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I guess he wears caps. I think. I th- yeah, yeah. He, no, he's a notorious a cap wearer. Um, Steven Spielberg, <laughs> cap wearer. Yes. Um, I don't think Tarantino's a cap wearer. No. I feel like he likes to be as exposed as possible. No. Which is a shame, really, considering the way that he looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, good burn on Tarantino. <laughs> um, the goal of this podcast is to eventually um, be famous enough to interview Tarantino. So um, let's timestamp this one and cut that joke if that <laughs> ever happens. Yeah, yeah. Like, as as we line the interview up, we're like, okay, guys, we need to quick uh, sort out every time we've ever dissed or made fun of him on the podcast, <laughs> go back, delete it all, um, every copy on the internet. But yes, today we watched a movie, or recently we watched a movie and we're discussing it today, of which we don't, I don't know the director's name or whether they wear caps because I don't think they're <laughs> an auteur director. They're probably a studio hired director for this movie starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Rampage. Yes, uh, Furious George. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hear that you've uh, written some kind of plot synopsis for us today, Ollie. Yeah, I thought we often um, we often try to describe the plot and for those who haven't seen it we maybe we don't often do a good enough job of describing because we just get carried away and then we get sidetracked and we forget that we were explaining the plot in the first place and we go on tangents so i've i've written it down and because there are some um plot points in this movie that um very excited for this well let's just say that i feel like some people aren't going to watch this one it's a big rompy action film big popcorn flick Mm -hmm. yeah um but you know not everyone's cup of tea 
And so I thought we'd just explain and lay out the plot for those who want to know what it's about without having to see it. <laughs> Great. Um, so spoilers for Rampage. This is my just plot summary. Um, feel free to interrupt me at any time if I, you feel I've made an error. Okay, so, so Rampage be- um, begins. It's about an easily identifiable white gorilla named George who knows sign language, including how to do the rude finger. George is injected with a virus called Rampage, which dropped from space and landed in his enclosure in the United States. The virus causes George to grow to a gigantic proportions and also makes him super-duper angry. Now, Dwayne The Rock Johnson knows everything there is to know about gorillas, and he also knows how to use a, an array of military equipment, including knowledge on how to fly a helicopter. So that's very convenient for the plot, and it will come back later when he um, has to fly a helicopter. Yep. Um, <laughs> George the gorilla escapes and joins up with a good mate of his, a giant wolf, that was also injected with a falling space virus. The evil company who created the virus decides it is in their best interest to omit a sound wave only the gigantic monsters infected with the rampage virus to converge on Chicago, in the hope that the military will wipe out the monsters and also all the evidence leaking this corporation to the virus in their headquarters. It's not a bad plan, but the raving idiots forget to leave their building before the gigantic animals show up and attack the building. <laughs> um, bullets, missiles, and tanks do not harm the monsters. From what I understand of the canon, only monsters can kill other monsters. Somewhere along the way, it's discovered that there could be a cure for the rampage virus. However, a sudden shocking plot twist conveniently announces that the cure doesn't reduce their size, just their angriness levels. Uh, it seems all the cogs of the plot converge here to allow for Dwayne the Rock Johnson to return his gorilla friend back to the good guy's side and fight the other monsters. But oh no, what could go wrong? Nothing. That works. And the film ends <laughs> with a gigantic monster fight between a giant white gorilla, a giant flying wolf, a giant crocodile, and a giant man when compared to a regular-sized man whom carries a giant grenade launcher. <laughs> the gorilla faints from injury, and we think he's dead, except we don't because he hasn't given the rude finger bookend just yet, and then he does. Yep. And that's the uh, that's the ramp the uh, plot summary for Rampage. That's very good and very <laughs> accurate. You, I yeah. was ready to jump in to to find any plot holes that you had, but there weren't any. No, that's just the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there were there were a couple, um, you know, conveniently, th- like things like especially the uh, the cure for the Rampage virus. Conveniently, you know, it doesn't reduce the size of the monster. It just makes them angry, which easily allows for. Dwayne the Rock Johnson to inject his gorilla friend um, with yes. the virus so that he can be on their their team, but you know it's a it's an it's a action romp co- uh, film you know popcorn flick. It wasn't made for its plot, so yeah. But that's essentially what happens. That's right. What would your what are your opening statements on what you think about Rampage? Um, I had a a real great time <laughs> with Rampage. Yeah. Did you? Because I I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to be made fun of here. But oh, it's just fun and silly, isn't it? It is. It was just fun and silly. I'm. I I think I I enjoyed it because my expectations were just you know I don't think I had expectations. I just thought all right, it's Dwayne, the Rock Johnson in an action movie, and it's about giant monsters. That's I mean that's all I really knew about. That's it. right. I love the Rock. Can I put that out there? Yeah. <laughs> Such a genuine nice guy in real life. Yes. And, um, you know, and from this movie, 
I thought he was very charismatic on screen because I think the only the only really recent impression I have of him is from Baywatch, and I really didn't like Baywatch. Yeah, that's also I fun really and silly. Care, didn't care for that. It, Baywatch was mm. this in the way that it's silly and fun, but it tried to be funny, which was where it stumbled. This was yeah. This was funny, and where it was funny, it actually landed. And then it put that in the back and just let the absolute ridiculousness run wild, which was good. I don't mind that there were very convenient plot scenarios and whatever, because I just wanted a fun action romp popcorn flick. And that's what I got. The only things that I really hated about this film were when it became boring, because that's the opposite of fun. And the boring bits were every single time a military agent said hey let's shoot tanks at them and then the rock goes your bloody tank won't be able to do anything about that i tell you now (laughs) and then and then they go well i don't listen to you gorilla expert who's lived with this thing for thousands of years and person next to you the rock who actually developed this issue i'm not going to listen to you because i'm the government and i'm the military man all those moments and also the moment where like uh george is running free and then he has this moment with the um with the female lead and they just sort of have you know a little powwow moment where they're like oh i'm not you know nothing's going to plan and i love george oh but don't worry you gotta believe in yourself blah 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 blah. no one cares exactly right just give me you know what i wanted from this movie can i tell you the one thing that i wanted that I don't think I ever got. Okay, what was that? I wanted to see The Rock punch an animal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, great. I just wanted to see how far removed from human they were going to make The Rock. You know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, I wanted to see The Rock just absolutely clock the wolf in the jaw but that never happened yeah, right. we got some gra- grenade launches whatever i was glad to see eventually it was physically a human being the rock taking on these things but yeah. i would have loved for it to have gotten so ridiculous where he was just trying to beat it with his fists <laughs> <laughs> that like i wouldn't be surprised if that had happened because when when you see that it's him with a grenade launcher and a giant yeah. gorilla against a giant crocodile the size of like a Dark Souls boss versus this little this little man. And you're just uh-huh. like, okay, this is happening. Dwayne's just going to like <laughs> run along the streets, like running about firing grenade launchers. How is he not going to get clobbered? Of course, but he doesn't because he's so good at rolling and dodging <laughs> um, giant uh, crocodile tail swipes. Yeah, but just yeah. like Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, the, the movie was... It was fun when it didn't take itself seriously, which was most of the time. It it did know that it was just a silly action movie. And I think one of the lines that it kind of made fun of itself was um, where he he tries to... Uh, the, the Rock tries to act all aggressive towards the, the CIA or the, the federal agent by saying, why don't you take my handcuffs off and we'll see how this goes down. And then, like, he doesn't take the handcuffs off. And then the, the, the female lead says... Um, Oh yeah, I'm so surprised he didn't take the handcuffs off you. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, that's that's like a good a good little call on um you know the the dumb hero thinking they're too you know too big for their boots and stuff. So that was that was fun. Yeah. Yep.
did you think that the the comedy landed as as well as I did? Um, name name some comedy. Um, okay, the rock getting into a helicopter, and uh, he doesn't know how to fly it, and he keeps on saying it's coming back to me. Don't worry, it's coming back to me. Yeah, that was that was a comedy. Yeah. Um, another comedy was when he, um, he's like, hey, I don't I don't want to have to beat beat the crap out of you guys, but I'm gonna. I'm going to put you in a headlock and then I'm going to knock him out and then I'm going to put you in a headlock so bloody good that you're going to wee yourself a little bit. You're going to bloody pee your pants. Yeah. And then he does exactly that. And then as he has his arm up to his to his neck, he's like, it's a big arm, dude. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. Yeah. As, he, as he drops him. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I think I think um, Dwight, uh, The Rock really sells that. Like, he is, he's charismatic enough where he's... He can, he can be this action muscle guy... Without being an asshole, yes, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like he just sells being. Hey, I'm really strong. Just, just don't mess with me. Like I'm obviously the hero. <laughs> like it's 100 percent the smile as well. Yeah, yeah, he's got a yeah, he's, he's got a super charismatic face. Yeah. What else was a what, a comedy was also at the very beginning with um with Furious George um making the new. Uh, gorilla enclosure um, employee getting really scared yeah. and then he has a big laugh and then they do the whole the rude finger gesture yeah that's another comedy that I thought actually made me laugh but it also didn't make me laugh Ollie because here's the thing the three comedies I just told you just now I remember them so well because I just rewatched the trailers oh, and they nay. were all in one trailer no good uh, one yeah. of them I was gonna out say. of the three major ones that they released all the trailers were bad. Like the trailers were bad, but I mean, I, I are you in agreement with me that I like I completely expect that, and I wouldn't have expected them to ruin the movie any less than they did. It was complete. Like they revealed every single yes. plot point. I'm pretty sure, except for the fact I guess George pretends to die at the end. That I think that's the only plot point not revealed in the movie. <laughs> that yeah, you're right. Um, I thought you were gonna say then that that George eventually becomes like kind of good again and then he's fighting the other monsters that is revealed at the end of the second trailer yeah where after the big word rampage shows up it shows the big gorilla george um grabbing whatever steel beam that he could find and and knocking the jaw of the crocodile thing and that's that is the final 20 minutes of the final act yeah there and then the final five minutes is what they didn't spoil. Yeah. Exactly. If that. <laughs> exactly. If that. <laughs> if five minutes. Um, they also... Oh, what else did they... Oh, in the first trailer, I thought they were not going to show the crocodile. And I was like, hats off. What a... You didn't show one of the main monsters in the movie. Very, very, very good. Yeah. And then at the end, um, admittedly, it's a, it's, a, it's a funny line. And I'm not surprised they used it in the trailer where he says, oh, yeah. I was just like the crocodile shows up swimming and Dwayne says, um, oh yeah, I was just thinking about how all this is missing as a giant crocodile. <laughs> Classic The Rock. Yeah, which is a funny line because I didn't realize this movie is based on a video game. Mm, an arcade video game from the yeah. mid 80s. Super old. <laughs> yes. Someone, some executive must have been playing that game and being like, oh, wow. This mo- the plot of this game is really sim- is like really simple. We could use this as an action film plot. It would work really well. 
But even then, I don't... Well, I don't know the lore of Rampage, the video games, but I've seen gameplay of it. Um, I did some promotional stuff on the Ignorance Is This Facebook page a couple of days ago, and I was oh, okay. I was looking at some videos of the actual game. The characters are just beating the crap out of this city, and then I think if their health gets depleted, they shrink, and then they turn into a little man, <laughs> which is not... <laughs> Which is not how, <laughs> which is not how this movie went. They were definitely <laughs> never little men that then turned into big monster animals. So you I don't know, know exactly what the lore is here. I I don't get it. Very odd. Well, I guess, I guess they took the concept of hmm. So a crocodile, a wolf, and a gorilla are attacking a city. How can we get that to happen in a movie? And they're like, mm. oh, don't worry, we'll just. We'll inflict we'll inflict normal monsters with, sorry, normal animals with a virus, and then we'll call them to the city somehow, which is what happens. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but that um that raises a que- your little man theory raises a question um something I didn't understand about the law. What would happen if Dwayne the Rock Johnson is infected with rampage? Well, this is what this was very heavily speculated um before the movie mm. came out um. I know that James and Meso from the Weekly Planet podcast were very, very adamant on the fact it was going to be The Rock becoming a giant man to defeat these things, <laughs> which would have been awesome. and um, It would have been glorious. It, it truly, uh, truly a misstep to not have The Rock become a slightly bigger man than he already is. <laughs> To, to defeat these monsters by hand, which, again, is what I wanted most from this film. But I didn't want him to be a giant man and punching animals. I wanted him to be regular The Rock punching animals. Yeah. Let me lay that out there very clearly. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been glorious if he they had infected him with the virus and then he maybe got a little bit angrier, but they were like, why didn't he grow in size? And they're like, he's already at maximum capacity <laughs> of, a, of what a man can be. <laughs> Uh, at, at first, at, at the first um, five minutes of this movie, when it's all set in outer space, and um, this person's trying to get the rampage um, gas or whatever it is, at first I was thinking, "Am I in the? Am I in the right movie here? I don't know what's happening." And then, and then it crashes, and then it goes down to Earth, and then I see that big bald head of his, and I'm like, "Here we go! <laughs> I'm ready for the rock." I'm ready for him so much. He, he's literally the first shot on Earth was <laughs> was the rocks back of his head moving from right of screen to left of screen. <laughs> this big, bold, egg-shaped head. <laughs> <laughs> what an entertaining man to talk about and, and think about. There's no, other, there's no other human being on the planet that we could just have this much fun talking about him, you know? And all the, all the characters understand his appeal. Like... He's this guy who's he's so likable, but there's just it's hard to it's hard to flaw make like find flaws in him mm-hmm. that everyone's just like, oh wow, this guy's just like perfect. <laughs> like there's nothing wrong with this dude. And then they make they have to make jokes about how perfect he is. Yep. And you know that the the nerdy side character is like is like damn he gets all the chicks. Maybe I should shave my head. <laughs> His only flaw is that he's bald, and even people. Who yeah, even people want to be bold so they can be like him. It's crazy. That's a good point. What a perfect man. Yeah. How how is he doing it? I'm really ex- don't know. I'm really excited to see um if Eden's gonna draw either me or you as the rock 
in uh, in this week's Iggy's art because I really hope it's me because I want to be the rock real bad. Yeah, and I want to be a, a an albino gorilla. <laughs> Maybe she'll just make me an albino. Oh, just an albino human. Yeah, I'm really glad um, what this movie does for albino um, rights and you know not casting <laughs> them as the villain. That's a great point. So yeah, that's that that's good, and it just shows that they're mostly just misunderstood, and they're not all villains. It did it did still manage to cause literally billions of dollars of destruction, but yeah, still not the villain. Still not the villain. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as definitely not Negan um, from The Walking Dead, uh, but instead Harvey from uh, from Rampage? <laughs> I I really love Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and I love that um, what he brings to the role. He's not he he. They try to make him not just a character. They try to give him a personality. Yes. You know, and and something to remem- remember him by. So I think that's great, and he was he was generally quite likable, and I enjoyed all of his dialogue. Me too, me too. I thought that there was there was some weird pacing with him being mean to the Rock, and then being nice, and then they one of them calls the other one at some point, and I'm thinking, when did the Rock give Jeffrey Dean Morgan his phone number? <laughs> because after they escaped from the plane yeah. crash, they were in that CIA room for about two minutes, and then they thought they were enemies again. When did Jeffrey Dean Morgan get the Rock's phone number? Oh, I know. It's when it's when um the Rock is escaping on a helicopter, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan throws him a phone. Does he actually throw him a phone? And he's like, "Oh, great." Yeah, he's like, "Take take this. I'll be in." Touch. I thought that were keys. I thought that was keys to the bloody no the helicopter. No, you've been trumped again, Scott. There's no plot holes in this movie. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. That well, there we go. Jeffrey Dean Morgan does it again. Um, but yeah, actually, seriously, some weird pacing with. Sometimes they were mean to each other, and sometimes they were nice. They were nice to each other the last time in the movie, but then when he's nice again, they're all like. Oh, I didn't expect him to be so nice and friendly this time. I thought he was a bad guy. And I was like, nah, you had a yeah. little moment five seconds ago. Um, but okay. Yeah. Maybe that is maybe that is Dwayne The Rock Johnson's flaw. He doesn't understand when he's had a moment and has short-term memory no, loss. No, don't even suggest that The Rock has a flaw. How dare you. Okay. But um, I will be analysing further films to see if he forgets any major plot points. You know how we love it when movies are technically perfect you know that we love it when that happens Ali? yeah well okay yeah have you noticed that the last couple movies that we've seen this has been the perfect accumulation of in a way that we loved the dna mixing element in annihilation and that was present in this oh yeah we loved how yeah. the best part of the Tomb Raider movie was when it was a video game. You know that stealth level and the and the um, yeah. puzzle solving and whatnot. And we liked how there were some legitimate scares in the Quiet Place, and there were some legitimate jump scary moments in this as well. Mm-hmm. Has Rampage become the perfect movie? With that being said, all of those great elements from these great movies that we've recently seen? Yes, I do believe that Rampage is a culmination of what filmmaking can only hope to achieve. Mm. And yeah, it really has is sort of combined all the elements of of what movies this year have attempted to do and it's done them all better. I, I, he, I think that maybe someone in the Rampage camp 
was a bit of a plant and was going around all these different studios and figuring out exactly what was coming out and um, and made sure that they're all fresh in the minds of the viewers so that it could be even more perfect upon release. 110% on Rotten Tomatoes, I think this has so far. Really? Oh, yeah. That's that that's re- that's doing really well for itself. I think it I think it deserves that because. Um, Toy Story was up there what, with like 100% for a long time mm. and I think that's got quite stale over the years so it's good that um, I think I think a good a deserving movie like Rampage passing it at 110% is that's yeah that's very deserving mm. so uh, hats off to hats off to the people who are making Rampage very good Rampage um, yeah I'll tell you one thing I didn't like about it yes please uh, okay so uh, we've, we've discussed how this you know this movie is perfect when it's not taking itself seriously when it's not being, you know, not not being too, you know, trying to be too heartfelt or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was essentially, you know, the perfect action film, of course. And a perfect action film is often ended by a perfect punchline where, you know, they say the final thing before defeating the main antagonist. And it was, it was a real shame because, you know, uh, The Rock's in the helicopter and he can fire the missile at the crocodile to sort of end it. You know, yeah. yeah, and he says something along the lines of, you know, he's a he can say the perfect punchline here, but he says something along the lines of, um, "Don't do anything bad to my friends, you mother," and then it fires the rocket and it cuts him off before he can say the f word. Right. Um. That that's such a shame. Like I I thought, why can't you know in a movie that's not taking itself seriously, this is the perfect moment for a pun. Yeah. He he could have said something like really cool. And I was explaining this to someone and I immediately came up with what it could have been. He could have just said like see you later alligator and then fired <laughs> the fired the rocket. I came up with that in 10 seconds. Why didn't they do that? And it- <laughs> That's a great point. They they, sh- they should have done that immediately. That's I am I'm racking my brain trying to come up with with a, a pun about scales, but I can't. I think you've clocked it. That's the one good one that they could have used. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Like I mean, anything, any. Yeah, it's just a shame they they try they go they just went with something that makes Dwayne look cool, but it doesn't really have any sort of weight or anything. It's not like a reference to anything previously that happened in the movie. It's literally just don't mess with my friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, sorry. A, a rocket launch, but, a yeah. rocket launcher to the head never scales. Oh, that it is that like prevails? No, never fails is what I was trying to pun off. Oh, okay, okay. Um, um, uh, you should uh, hey, cry some crocodile tears for this. Oh, oh, hang, <laughs> um, hey, hey, my favorite. Elton John song is Crocodile Rock. Get it? Because I'm the rock and you're a crocodile. (laughs) (laughs) How did you come up with that? (laughs) And then he shoots his big rocket launcher. (laughs) Damn. I wish... I I wonder whether they did like multiple takes where they do... They'd have different punchlines there and they just use like the boring one. I would like it if... um, You know what they did in... um, Oh, here's our weekly Marvel chat. Um, in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, the second Captain America movie, when uh, Cap has he's just adjusting to our time, and uh, he has a notepad that he is writing um, things that he needs to experience that he hasn't seen. So in the UK, there's like the Beatles, and then in Australia, it's like Steve Irwin and Tim Tams. I would like there to be a pun for The Rock's delivery to be different in, like, each major continent. 
you know? Yes, that's good. <laughs> that's a cool idea. Like the pun has to work in Asia. Like it has to work in, in Japanese-speaking right, yeah. countries. It has to be wordplay <laughs> that works for that language and then it has to be different for us. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that, that would be awesome. Have you heard about that TV show that they... F- they filmed everything in both in two languages, so they would do one take where they did it in English, and then another take where they do it in Norwegian or whatever. No, that sounds terrible to be on production for. <laughs> it really does. It's, <laughs> it sounds insane. It's an insane idea to do. Very impressive though, yeah. if they pull that off. Jeez, good stuff. Um, yeah, I've got a couple more notes here. We're gonna smash through these really quick, I think. Um, yep. I'm really glad that the girl. I forgot her name. Um. This is the female lead. The, no, the uh, the head of the agency with the little dweeb underling with that carries the rat around. Uh, oh yes, yes. Um, I'm really glad that she shoots the rock because the little dweeb yeah. has the gun on him, and then she's just like, "Here, give me that for a second. and then she just straight up shoots him. Which, okay, two things. One was awesome because they're trying to foil your plan you clearly don't care about just death and destruction. Of course, you're just going to shoot the biggest man in the room. That makes total sense. Why would you let him mm. run free? And But secondly, The Rock very miraculously recovered from that to the point where <laughs> yeah. I did say earlier, uh, we want to see how far away from human that they're going to make The Rock in this film. But she says... <gasps> I thought you were dead. And he's like, I'm not dead yet. And then he's, he lives the rest of, like he walks the rest of the movie, which was another maybe yeah. 25 minutes, you know? So that, yeah, right. so that was both good in terms of it made sense that she wanted to shoot the rock, but, but weird and inconsistent. It just meant that the rock was off screen time for six or seven minutes. If that, maybe even less. I, I was very happy to see and very surprised to see the very um, anti-poaching message that they had. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't expect that from a from a video game adaptation from the mid-80s, but that was very good. And I thought the CGI of little baby George with his big eyes hiding underneath the poacher's truck and how The Rock was like, yeah, they shot at me, but they missed, and I shot at them, and I didn't miss. Cool action line, cool message, yeah. cool CGI, Excellent, you know, cool little backstory that I wasn't expecting. Big plus there as well. Um, the when they jumped out of the plane and they had, um, they were using the parachutes. Weird, weird camera angle was to use. Complete, like right they, up on yeah. the chin. What's that about? Literally attached a GoPro, I think, to him. It didn't like, look like the rock. Like maybe because I'm so used to seeing his head to be very round, like an egg. But this was kind of like bent out of shape, like a shattered egg. <laughs> yeah it didn't look it, like it's him. strange because i guess i was thinking like obviously it looks like a gopro that only the rock is operating like there's no camera man there with him he's actually like skydiving and he's actually just got a camera with him and he's operating it alone mm. and i was thinking yeah well i've never i don't really see close-ups of people parachuting very often in films so i guess that makes sense that they kind of used a GoPro. But it, yeah, it doesn't. It didn't look that good. It looked awkward. Once again, Rampage is leading the charge in innovation in cinema. Yeah. I think I've said in like in episode four or five of this podcast way back, I have a very like irrational fear of things in the eyes. I think we were talking about that once because there was a movie that, that someone got like stabbed in the eye and I was like, oh, I hate that. I think it was... Spider-Man 3 I was talking about because it definitely happened in that movie or Spider-Man 2 mm-hmm. 
that happened in this, and I wrote a note that just said "stab in eye, no good" because I didn't, I didn't like that. <laughs> it was, I'm pretty sure, I think it that was, was the, not the crocodile. It was the crocodile. Yeah, it was George with the uh, with the metal pipe that had stabbed him earlier. Got him, got him right in the eye, which I didn't, which makes me cringe and feel incredibly uncomfortable. My very last note: George's death scene. All I could think of was, "Yep, that." DNA woman is still being digested in that stomach. Yeah. Because they they straight up killed that woman by throwing her to a giant ape. Such a cool death as well. She's just like, oh my God. And then she falls in his mouth and is devoured. It's like, oh, (laughs) this scene of like, oh no, I got to feel bad for George because he didn't want any of this to happen. He didn't, he couldn't control his anger. And it was just this big bulging stomach covering the entire screen. And I'm like, he ate a woman. That woman's in there. <laughs> that's absolutely insane. So yeah, th- those, that's the end of my notes, I, I believe. Oh, and um, uh, Joe Manginello, Manginello mm-hmm. the uh, Sophie Vergara's husband, um, he was in this, and yeah, he he died like very quickly, which I was surprised to see. You, you've got a very big bankable actor like Joe. And um, I thought it was very interesting and genuinely surprising that they got rid of him very quickly. I was glad. Me too. I thought he was a poor man's Eric Banner. I I knew I'd seen him in something, but I couldn't remember him exactly. And I was glad because I was like, this is not an interesting, like, villain. He's, I mean, he's just a mercenary. That's all he is, really. Mm -hmm. And, um... He didn't, you know, he didn't have anything cool about him that made him significant. But those, those two, um, people in charge of the corporation, the brother and sister, they were actually, like, kind of interesting villains. I believe as well that, yeah. the, uh, The brother was just so like so incompetent and his death scene was just like it was actually quite funny he's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna get away scot-free hell yeah it wasn't even me who did all this it was my sister and then he runs outside and gets crushed by a falling debris and his <laughs> blood splatters over everything and you're like ha ha <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i guess uh wrapping up finally with the just um some impressions that we had from the trailers me having not seen any and you having seen them uh I guess the the only the main thing I have to say is that I just wasn't expecting I was just expecting it to be so crap. His, uh, the Dwayne's recent one was San Andreas, and that just looked dumb. And I don't think that got you know good reviews. And it was just it's literally about a city that ha- an earthquake happens and then it you know the city crumbles. Dwayne's running around in the middle of it all, and this was the same but with monsters and set instead. Yes. So I didn't yeah I didn't have much, uh you know much good ideas of what it was going to be what was your um your impressions from the trailer how did that influence how you were looking at the film i i messaged my friend oh it was eden actually our artist i messaged eden as the uh, the previews were starting for the film in the cinema that i said my expectation for this film is going to be it's going to be dumb and stupid but i'm going to have fun with it and it's going to be a good popcorn popcorn flick and i think that's what it was um, so those were my expectations. The knowledge that I had surrounding it, meaning like that I knew 80% of the jokes, if not like a hundred percent of the jokes from that two minute trailer yeah. and, um, a couple of the plot points, like George eventually going back onto the side of the humans. The second trailer pretty much just laid out beat for beat what was going on and just cut all of the government bullshitty stuff. So in the actual film, all I got was just more of the stuff that I didn't want to see. True. The, what I 
saw was still fun enough that I had a good time and I'm, I'm still not happy with the trailers, but I still had enough of a, of a romp with it. That, yeah, that's a great point about how if the trailers are only showing you the big bold moments, then what you're left with in the film is all the boring crap that you don't want to actually see. Ollie, let's uh, let's do a rating that we do every week. We do ratings uh, not out of 1 to 10 or A plus or whatever. We use the Australian uh, <laughs> Australian secondary... How do you want to explain it? Tertiary uh, education system of grading. So we've got... Anything less than 50% is an automatic fail. Um, 50 to 60% is a pass. Uh, 60 to 70% is a credit. 70 to 80% is a D for distinction. And 80 to 100% is a high distinction, which is the highest yeah. you can get, basically. Um, so, Ollie, what percentage range would you be chucking Rampage in, in terms of the movie itself? And how badly uh, trailers were good or bad. Yeah, the movie the movie can have a credit for being a decent enough action film without being too good of a film in general. Sorry, I apologise. I meant um, groundbreaking <laughs> cinema that compiles all of cinema's best aspects. But still, just a credit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the trailer uh, can have a big old fail because it's stupid action movie trailers. Just They want to market it to as many people as possible and show all the good stuff. I don't want to be boring, but I think that I want to give the exact same scoring as you. I believe that the movie itself was silly and fun enough that I had enough of a good time, but it is no way a excellent piece of cinema that it, that it's deserving of a HD. I didn't have that much fun with it, but... Uh, and the trailers, you know, I love my comedy, and I just hated the fact that they, they utilised so much of it in the trailers. So... A fail. Fail for the trailers. I don't want to watch any more clips or trailers from these two after I had saw them once. Hey, Scott. Uh, mm. I hear you have... You're an angry boy. Yes, I uh, am. And sometimes you, when you watch films, you beat your chest like a gorilla and say, Oi, I don't like this. <laughs> you have some pet peeves about I have some, films. I have some pet peeves about films. And here is our intro theme. <laughs> Morley, Morley. It's time for pet peeves. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. A very good intro. My, I love finding out that my pet peeves have a um a proper TV tropes article about them. So mm-hmm. I typed into Google annoying TV broadcasts. At perfect time in film. And I found oh, okay. the TV Tropes article, um, Coincidential Broadcast. So this is when a, a character turns on the TV or radio and it just happens to be at the very beginning of a news broadcast that's about them or is in, I, I, very much impeccable and very beneficial to whatever it is that is happening around them at that time. I know exactly what you're talking about. It was excellently parodied in uh, Shaun of the Dead. I think when they're flicking through the channels and all of the news um, people say that like they have a run-on sentence, essentially. Yes. Um, I, yeah. Let's play a clip of that right now. Although no one official is prepared to comment, religious groups are calling it Judgment Day. There's panic on the streets of London. 
as an increasing number of reports of serious attacks on people who are literally being eaten alive. A witness reports are sketchy. One unifying detail seems to be that the attackers in many instances appear to be dead excited to have with us here a sensational chart-topping or ideological connection between those committing the atrocities and perhaps more alarmingly there's a girl in the garden yeah very good stuff i do love it when when tropes are subverted like that this is this is a pet peeve of mine that happens in basically every single medium it happens not only in movies but it's most prominent i think in tv shows because in like ncis it'll happen all the time like they'll just be at a bar and then they'll, they'll, they'll look up and it'll be like hey, there's a body been found, and they're like, oh my god, we have to go to that body, and then they'll go to the body, right? It just, it's too, mm -hmm. I know that they have to save time, but like, it's, I just don't like how coincidental it is. Like, at least like, show like, the back end of it, and be like, oh, you know what would be terrible? <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of an idea that would be terrible. You know in yeah, America, they have on. TiVo? I don't know if they still have it, but it was like a thing in like the early, like mid-2000s, when it was like, TiVo, it's TV that you can fast forward and rewind, so you can just watch whatever you want, whenever you want. It will be terrible yeah. if they had, if it's in the NCIS, they'd be like, at the bar, some guy walks up to them and is like, hey, did you see the news broadcast? And they're like, oh no, sorry, I'm just enjoying my apple teeny. What, what was the news <laughs> broadcast? And then they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, this seems important to your job, so maybe you should have a look at it. Oh, it's a shame that we missed the broadcast. And then the bartender comes <laughs> up and he's like, did somebody say miss the broadcast? Bloody hell, I've got a bit of a TiVo remote. And what we can do, actually, is we could <laughs> beep, 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 have it spin backwards a little bit. <laughs> and then, uh, then, then watch would, the yeah. trailer. That would be terrible and also great. I would enjoy that. I would enjoy that so much. <laughs> There, there are millions of examples of this because it's everywhere. It's in comic books and stuff and video games as well. Like, I think Breaking yeah. Bad does it and Sherlock, like, proper TV shows have, have been guilty of this. It was in Rampage. Oh, yeah? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so late. I, I'm on the freeway. I promise you so much. I'm on the freeway right now. And then she turns around and she's off the phone. Here's another plot point. She's off the phone. The phone is down, right? And I thought, oh, yeah. there's another pet peeve. We've discussed this one on the show in a couple episodes ago. You don't say you don't say <laughs> goodbye. You just put the phone down. She's off the phone. And I'm like, oh, well, that's rude. And then it cuts to the TV again. And then it's like, oh, there's been a big oh, gorillas going crazy. And then it cuts back to her. And she's back on the phone. And she goes, I'm going to have to call <laughs> you back. I'm sorry. What's that about? <laughs> anyway. That's just a, an assortment of all pet peeves culminating to make one ridiculous scene. <laughs> I hated that scene. But, like, I can, like, it's it's very coincidental so much where it's like, <sighs> it's like a superhero just came out of, like, a big battle. And he's like, oh, I really hope nobody saw that. Click. And then the guy's like, this just in. Did anybody see that? <laughs> we did. <laughs> but once again, once again, uh, my my actual favourite segment of the show is a segment called Simpsons Did It, in which um, the pet peeve has been perfectly uh, summed up and made fun of by The Simpsons. So I'm going to play a quick clip from The Simpsons that perfectly encapsulates what I don't like about this trope. Hey, Dad, what you doing? Daddy has very important work to do. He's looking through the one edge to find a part-time job. Dad, that's a gag paper we got at the carnival. Oh, no wonder I didn't hear about Bart being elected world's greatest sex machine. 
Oh, I'll never pay off that debt. Need money fast? Got no experience? Step up to elegance. Become a limo driver at Classy Joe's. That's it. I'll make money with a chauffeur job. Good thing you turned on that TV, Lisa. I didn't turn it on. I thought you turned it on. No. Well, anyway, turn it off. It is off. <laughs> it is crazy that we can have an, a, an example from The Simpsons almost every time you do a pet peeve. Yeah. Because they've literally <laughs> parodied everything. <laughs> It's great that I had an, I had an example from um, Futurama as well. So Matt Groening is just on point from the Futurama yeah. game. It, it's basically that scenario where it's like, it, don't worry, guys. It's not like it's the end of the world. And then they turn on the uh, they turn on the TV and the big alien newsreader is like, it's the end of the world. And then Bender turns around. It's like, does anybody realize how Fry always turns on the TV at just the right time? <laughs> That's really good. You could have like a you could have like a horror movie concept where someone says something horrible like, "Oh, damn, I really hope that that an invasion of bees doesn't attack us right now." And then <laughs> someone's about to turn the TV on and it's like, "No, don't do it. It'll con- it'll confirm the th- it'll confirm what you just said." <laughs> That's a great idea. Let's have a, a little last game before we wrap up the show, hey there, Scott. Mm, let's um, do another one. Let's do a little game called called Critically Acclaimed or Critically Lame. This is one we, we like to play because you are a notorious boy who doesn't watch a lot of film, and so I can easily get you um, <laughs> by talking about two films and just describing their plot points, and you have to guess which one is which. But I do it each in the form of a haiku to make it a little bit harder. So I'm going to describe two films uh, in haiku form. One will be Critically Acclaimed film and one will be a Critically lame film and you have to tell me which one is which yes and so here is here is the first one you tell me which one is a good movie which one's a bad movie sure all right can't wait by hiding digging tools inside cupcakes a man escapes from prison okay okay yep uh the second one with their home destroyed three singers have but one plan make it in la okay what are your thoughts here the the prison drama it sounds like Seems very mm-hmm. gritty and very um, serious, whereas the LA okay. one could be could, sounds kind of whimsical. Yeah, a little bit whimsical, but I'm also I am slightly aware of a movie that is about three singers wanting to do well, um, mm-hmm. and it's got John Legend on the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, I don't want to look it up. Is it Lala? No, it's not La La Land. No, it's definitely not La La Land. <laughs> it was um, it was from very recently, within the last two years, and the al- and the cover is of three women kind of like walking towards the camera. Okay. I don't know how how much the idea of um, bringing you know um, escape objects in through cakes is a thing, um, like ha- like how much of like a trope that is because I've heard that in like rap songs before i know eminem has a song that mentions bringing a saw through uh through a birthday cake in while he's in prison so he can escape so that makes right. me think that that could be the the correct that could be the critically uh, acclaimed film since it's been yeah. parodied in an eminem song both of these seems like they could be watch? good I would prefer to watch... Well, I love musicals, so if it's a singing song, I'd like to watch the singing songs. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with my instinct. I'm going to choose the uh, the sing-song in 
uh, three women making it in LA as the critically acclaimed okay. movie, and um, right. bringing a saw through a through a birthday cake is uh, critically lame. Okay, interesting. Well, you can look up the uh, look up what film you're thinking of. All right, I found it, Ollie. You, well, look, let's be honest. We we made a cut there. We had we searched for it for a long time. You found it. It's called <laughs> Hidden Figures, and it is absolutely nothing to do with singing songs. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only bit you got right was three. There were three people, and then you you took that concept and you thought it was <laughs> Hidden Figures, but it's 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 just so not. It's so not that. Someone <laughs> someone released a song for it, and the song was great. I remember it coming out as a single, and I was like. This is awesome. So I just assumed Hidden Figures was all about bloody singing songs. Oh, oh okay. I'm such a, I'm I see such a what, I see dingus. Where you've gone wrong. It was Pharrell Williams. And, and, I thought it was John Legend. Pharrell Williams. Uh, He's on like every single no. song in the soundtrack. Let me uh, dampen your mood some more and tell you that you got it very wrong. Oh, no. Um, yeah, yeah, your guess was bad. Um, <laughs> oh, no. So the, the critically acclaimed film was actually the, uh, the Digging Tools. Yes, uh, hiding them inside cupcakes. This was um a scene from the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, uh, a Wes, Wes Anderson. Yes, yes. Rafe finds escapes from prison by hiding tools in cupcakes. And the the movie you thought could have been Hidden Figures was in <laughs> fact uh the first instalment in Alvin and the Chipmunks. I legitimately enjoy that movie. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. And I looked it up. And I thought, I bet this is reviewed poorly. Yes, it is. Let's make this the hot. Let's make this the critically lame film. Yeah. So they have their. Uh, I am I to understand their their home, their tree is destroyed, and they journey to to Hollywood to make it big. Yeah, they they go to Jason Lee's house. <laughs> that's that's the movie you yeah I mean you were right because you said that's the movie you wanted to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I know what I like. I know what I like. <laughs> All right, well that's a end of another e- episode of Ignorance. Is this awesome, Scott? Do you want to um pl- uh, take a take a power cord and plug it into a socket with a with a plug segment? Oh, very well done there. Uh, yeah, sure. If you'd mm-hmm. like to get in contact with the show, you can do so by heading over to Facebook and. Uh, and uh, typing in Ignorance is this podcast. You'll find us there. Give our page a big blue thumbs up, which is a like. And uh, that helps support the show, which is great. Uh, follow us on Twitter as well. I recently did a bit of a Twitter day where I spent a whole day making little uh, haikus that we had done from the show and, and turning them into posts for National or International Haiku Day. So that was very fun. So if you like content like that, you can go over to Twitter slash ignorance is pod and uh, get in contact with us directly through email, which is ignorance is this podcast at gmail.com. You, we now have a Tumblr page that you can follow, which is again, ignorance is this podcast dot tumblr.com. That is admined by our, uh, our favorite artist in the whole world, Eden Andrews. She's running that page. She's posting her art in full HD, glorious, glorious artworks there as well as some other cool nitpicks from the show. And um, also remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. It helps get us into the new and noteworthy section of the iTunes charts. And that means that we will get more followers. So please tell your friends about the show if you've enjoyed us today. Thank you very much. Have a lovely day. Have a lovely day and let us end the show with a haiku about today's movie about Rampage. Just a simple one today there, Scott. Mm -hmm. And here it is. A white gorilla. Smart choice, so you can spot him. Plus, 
King Kong can't sue. <laughs> That's excellent. This this episode was kind of like a soft reboot of the show, and our first episode was on Kong. What is it about large gorillas yep. that gets us going? We're gonna do it again when it comes to war. Uh, this, uh, uh, Planet of the Apes, the final, the other one, the new one, <laughs> and we'll do that one day. All right. Good night, Australia. Good night, Australia.